This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Ho, 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 and welcome to episode 110 of Taylor Talk. I am Santa, and my elves are here with me today. Elves, don't be shy. Introduce yourselves. I'm Holly. I'm Twinkle. And I'm Hermes. Ho, 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 Hermie. We're glad to be joined by a male elf this episode. Yes, I want I want to be a dentist. Huh, a what? A dentist. A dentist, why? Because I don't like making toys. Oh. Hermie. That's your job to make toys, Hermie. Oh. And of course, guys, uh, all your regular hosts are here with Santa and the Elves. I am Adam. I'm Maya. I'm Diane. And I'm Steve. And we hope you enjoy this special holiday edition of Taylor Talk. Let's uh, kick it off, shall we? Santa's got a few jokes for us because he decided that uh, mine were not good enough. So uh, you guys want to hear Santa's? Give him a go. Hopefully they're funnier than Adam's jokes. Yeah, let's hope they're better than yours. Oh, thank you for that introduction, Adam. What does Santa suffer from if he gets stuck in a chimney? Um, being too fat? That's not nice. Sorry, Santa. No. No. Claws trophobia. Now a joke for you little elves. Why did Santa's helper see the doctor? I don't know why. Because he had low elf esteem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys didn't think it was very funny. Uh, not exactly, Santa, but that's okay. Gee. Well, elves, I thought it would be fun to see how much you knew about the Taylor Swift Sounds of the Season album, since it is Christmas Day today, December 25th. Maybe we'll do some lightning trivia with you guys? Um, okay. How much do you think you know? Let's try it. First one to answer gets a point. Ready? First question. What year was Sounds of the Season 2007. Wow, Hermie. How about that? I gotta mark a point for Hermie. He got the first one. He's much better at this than Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Next question. How many tracks on Sounds of the Season are Taylor Swift originals? Two. Two. Oh, ho, 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 Hermie, on a roll. Third question. Which are they? Oh, she wrote Christmas Must Be Something More and Christmas Is When You Are Mine. Oh, good one, Twinkle, good one. Thank you. So far, Hermie has two points. Holly has zero, Holly. I'm sorry. And Twinkle has one. Now here's a fun question. Who were the co-writers on Christmases when you were mine? Oh, um, Nathan Chapman and Liz Rose. Ah, Holly, great answer. Liz Rose and Nathan Chapman. 
Now, does anyone know how many total tracks there are on Six. sounds of this? Wow! Hermie, when did you get so good at Taylor Swift trivia? Uh, only when it involves numbers. Every answer I've given so far was a number 2007, 2, and 6. Oh. Hermie, you should give Steve lessons. You're much better at this than he is. <laughs> For a bonus point, does anyone can anyone name all six tracks? That's a really hard question, Santa. They are Last Christmas, Christmas is When You Were Mine, Santa Baby, Silent Night, Christmas Must Be Something More, and White Christmas. Now, our final question. Oh, man. Which retail store did Taylor Park... <laughs> Hermie, I didn't even finish the question. But, but I think it's going to be the right answer, but go ahead, finish Santa. That was the right answer. Well, what was the question? <laughs> the question is which retail store did Taylor partner with for the original release of Sounds of the Season? And Target was correct. It was originally an exclusive limited release through Target in 2007. Then it was re-released in 2009 through Target and made available as a digital download through iTunes and Amazon. Hey, you know what, uh, Santa? Diane and I actually saw it in Target a couple days ago. I saw it. Yeah. I saw it at Target too. I got so excited. They That's had really like a cool. Little holiday section, and it was right there in the front. Yeah, and I think it's like what seven dollars now or something. Yeah, it's, it's really cheap. It's not very expensive. Yeah, so if you guys don't have it already, you guys should go pick that up and keep listening listening to Taylor Swift Christmas music. Well, thank around. you, Taylor Talk hosts, for sharing that with everybody. Everyone, go to Target and get your Taylor Swift Sounds of the Season. Now, our final score in the trivia, our big winner today was Hermie with four points out of six questions. Woohoo, yay! Holly and Twinkle both tied with one point each. Awesome. Thank you, Santa and the Elves, for joining us. That was a fantastic bit of holiday trivia. I actually didn't know uh, several of those answers, so... Uh, that Hermie was quite quite the uh, trivia expert there. Yeah, yeah I don't know where he came from. Yeah, I was really impressed. Came out of nowhere, huh? Could definitely teach me a couple lessons. For sure. <laughs> Steve, you're terrible at trivia. Anyone can teach you some lessons. Yeah, we know that from last episode with the Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, you know, I thought it would be fun for a main discussion today. You know, normally during the midweek episodes, we answer questions off the Ask FM. But why don't we do a song analysis of Christmas is When You Were Mine, one of the originals off of Sounds of the Season, the Taylor Swift Holiday Collection. Here is a fun fact I actually do know about this album. Did you guys know that when it was re-released onto Amazon and iTunes for digital download, they dropped the title Sounds of the Seasons and hmm. just called it the Taylor Swift Holiday Collection? You know what? That actually makes sense. Um, I think I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting thing. But, uh, that is interesting. Like, uh, I wonder why they changed it. I'm not sure. Maybe it just... Uh, do you know what it probably was, if I'm guessing? Now, mind you, this is a pure guess. Is um, on the digital download, since the album cover is really small, having all those words probably weren't legible mm -hmm. when they shrunk down the album. You want to know? Cover. My, my guess, actually, is I think maybe Target was thinking that they were going to release a new sounds of the season every year with a different artist 
and I think they did Taylor, and then they didn't do anybody else, and they were like... Oh, so you think Target owns the rights to Sounds of the Season? Either that or that's what they were trying to theme all the albums that they were going to release for different artists, but... Alright, well, that's fair. That's a good guess. I don't know. You could be right, though, too. That does make sense. Yeah, th- those were both 100% guesses on both of our parts. But uh, as we learned from Santa and the Elves, Christmas is When You Were Mine was co-written with uh, Taylor, Liz Rose, and Nathan Chapman. So first question I always ask you guys is, do you like this song? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good I song. I like it. I would love to say it's unanimous, but I really don't like this song You that don't much. like? Well, that's because you I, hate slow songs. No, that's not the <laughs> reason. I just, I, I, okay, that's part of the reason. But I don't know. I just thought it was... It's not something I would listen to on repeat. Even now around uh, the holiday season, I don't think I'd really listen to it. I mean, I listened to it before this episode to make sure I could speak about it. But Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's it's not a very happy song for the holidays, you know. It's it's very sad. Which it's kind I of think, just like a Christmas-themed breakup song. Yeah, which I think needs to be there, but it's definitely not something that you want to hear when you want to be in a good mood. You but know I think mean? you hit on exactly why I'm not really a huge fan of this. It's not exactly what I would expect from Taylor and a Christmas song. Like, if it were... I would expect something far more upbeat and cheery. And, I mean, Christmas, Taylor has said on several occasions, is her favorite holiday. And so why is she writing a sad Christmas song and she was 16 and going through a breakup and needed to write a Christmas album and this is what happened <laughs> I guess but I mean you know in speaking to that though Maya here's a question why did Taylor even add original songs to this album because most of it is you know made up of covers it's Taylor I don't think she could like stomach releasing an album where she hadn't written anything that's like, a fair point. She writes, like, first, not first and foremost, but that's a huge part of what she does. I don't think she would want to release an album without having some part in, you know, creating the songs. And plus, I think me, as a fan, I wouldn't want the CD as much if there weren't songs of her own on the actual CD. Agreed. Like, I think Makes those sense. just make yeah. it more cool. Oh, that's a fair point too. Because I don't really care about her. I mean, it's like, nice to hear her Santa do the Baby. other ones, but like, yeah, it's exciting that she wrote her own. Mm-hmm. That's actually a fair point because this was—I don't know who's who was involved to what extent between Taylor versus Target, but it was definitely part of a promotion using Taylor Swift to sell a holiday album. Mm-hmm. So I think you're probably right, Diane, that it was to appeal to her fans. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think of that until you said it, but that makes total sense to me. Now, speaking to that, then, do you think that this song fits the overall collection of Taylor songs? Like, is it a Taylor song? You mean, does it fit in with the rest of her songs on, like, say, Red and Speak Now and Fearless? Well, I would say because this came between Taylor Swift and Fearless, I think it's safer to compare it to those two. But, yeah, I am kind of getting at that. Do you think this song in theme i mean taking aside the christmas aspect of it would it have fit in with those track listings Hmm. i think it fits with the overall kind of feeling of taylor swift not as much as um fearless but it has a similar it has a similar feel to it you know sort of the country twang and the and the angsty breakup i would agree with you i actually 
I actually do feel like it has a very similar theme to some of her other songs because it's sort of the feeling it gives off to me at least is you know that she's there alone thinking about Christmases she spent with you know the male character of the song and that's kind of you know Christmas is just the event and that's what makes it a Christmas song but why is this any different than something like um, Back all to too December well. well I was going to say all too well Steve, that's a good choice she's, too um, you know where she's at a different point in her life and she's remembering the times with the male character where this is exactly like that it's you know her alone remembering Christmases she spent with this guy yeah, I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, speaking to that, I do think it fits in very similar with her writing. She just made it Christmassy. Does anyone have, like, a different opinion? No, I uh, I, I think you're right. <laughs> no one's speaking up. Did I, like, say everybody, every, what everyone thought? I mean, you were agreeing with me to begin with, so clearly I agree. <laughs> but, but especially holidays, if people are lonely at that point in time, it seems to... M- even hit you that much harder especially valentine's days if you don't have oh, a significant valentine's other yeah one. christmas is a terrible time to be lonely though right because don't yeah, they valentine's day is singles awareness day true yeah yes it is very true you become very aware <laughs> <laughs> you're like huh no one gave me candy or flowers today darn it yeah how that happened <laughs> So, Steve, did you have any more points you were getting at with that? Like, you were saying something about Christmas can be very lonely yeah, because it's a holiday when you should be festive. Right, and it seems that sometimes if you are alone during those festive times, it just feels like you're alone from everybody else that may be having a good time, and you're just thinking about, oh, I wish this person was here. I wish this could be, you know, back together. And that's kind of why Back to December is really the song that kind of seems similar to this to me. Cause she's reflecting about about how the relationship was and you know just looking back on it and just wishing that something could have changed a little differently and you know that they could be together here during the holidays well steve do you think this song is autobiographical then because i feel like we don't have a lot of concrete information about this song on whether or not it's actually about one of her real relationships versus just a fictional song I feel like there's no way for us to know because she wrote this what back in probably like 2006 or or, or, or like 2007 when when the CD came out mm-hmm. and that was back when she was like 16 or 17 like she was a young girl so we just didn't know much about her love life then plus there's co-writers on it so yeah. it's always hard to say their influence is it one of those that Taylor says hey have this idea for uh, a song about you know a relationship that I was in and everything else like that, or is it they came up with the idea and she helped put words to it? Because the other song at least is just penned just by her, mm-hmm. so that might be something that mores what she feels compared to this one, which will have influences of Liz Rose and Nathan Chapman. Mind you, this is early in her career too, so she probably was a little more impressionable with her songwriting then later on when she's like i know it works i'm gonna write it this way and such like she did on speak now that's true steve but if it's not autobiographical again i go back to my point why is it a slow sad song that's a good point i feel like something more fitting of taylor if she's going to do a fictional story for christmas would be something very upbeat festive a dance song basically 
something to play at your family Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, this was probably something she was actually going through, and she just used this album and this opportunity to write with Nathan and Liz as like a way to deal with it. Like this doesn't sound you're right. Like I agree, this doesn't sound like the kind of thing she would make up. <laughs> yeah. Like you wouldn't, to, for it to be a Christmas classic, you would think that there would be elements in there to make it happy and festive and apply to almost anybody that listens to it. I People think she cannot, was more just writing a Taylor song at Christmas time. Right. Than I like think that's, I think you hit the nail on the head, Maya. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's accurate because if you look at her other songs as well of fictional versus uh, nonfiction and autobiographical songs, the fictional songs tend to be, oh, well, I think at least they're always upbeat unless I'm forgetting something, which I don't have her entire catalog of songs memorized. But like what you comes don't? to mind. No, I don't. <laughs> she, she wrote a lot of songs. That's I don't have fair. them all memorized. I think so. But I mean, I think off the top of my head, Stay, Stay, Stay. Mine. Mary's song. Well, Mary's song is sort of based on a true story, but not her own. Yeah, mine. Fearless. They're all what? Fearless. Yeah. They're all much more happy songs. Mm-hmm. Where the sad ones are the autobiographical ones. Sad, beautiful, tragic, all too well. Uh back to December. So basically what you're saying is if this song is fiction, why would she want to write a sad story? When yeah, that's exactly what I'm the saying. Option of making a happier Christmas song. Right? That's exactly what I'm saying. I, I'm just basically making the claim that this song is, in fact, autobiographical, and I'm trying to back it by evidence in her other songs. That's what I'm doing. It makes sense. No counter argument from Diane. <laughs> <laughs> no. She tries, tries and fails. So, I mean, I know we kind of touched on this, but do we have any idea who it's about? Because I think it does predate any of her celebrity relationships. Yeah, I don't think there's a way for us to know. The closest one would be Joe, which happened around like 2007-ish, I think, right? Are there any secret messages in there? I don't know. I don't have a physical copy of this album. I actually do, but I do not have it handy right now. I I don't think there is, though. I don't think she did secret messages. I don't think there is either, Steve, because of the covers on there. And, and the whole internet would be a buzz with the answer, I'm sure. Yeah. Precisely. Now, something kind of fun we always do, director's chair. Really? You, this one, too? This one, too. I love it. I love director's chair because I love getting into your minds and seeing how you guys visualize this song. So, Diane, since you were complaining about it, why don't you go first and tell us how you would make this song into a music video? Why are you making me go first? Because you were complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't know. I feel like this song, I would make a video of it very literal, I guess. Basically, maybe like Taylor at home with her family. Um, and maybe her being kind of like, okay, maybe her family would be in the room having dinner or, you know, talking or whatever. And then Taylor would be in like the room next door kind of looking in on their you know joys you know all of that good good cheer and she just can't be with them because she's so sad so i think that would sort of like show her heartbreak and just her alone and thinking about this guy that broke her heart and she's sad she can't spend christmas with him so you see her with her family and just in a sad state yeah but but separate from them because she can't be part of their 
joy happy So she's kind of like in the corner. Yeah. Thinking about what she did. Well, no, but she didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah, she'd go in the corner and think about what she's done. Yeah, kind of. Well, I kind of see something similar to that, only with a, an additional element. I see her kind of alone also. I think that's kind of the common common theme between both of our ideas. But I see flashes showing to the guy in his own environment. He'll be at a different party because they're separate. Oh. But showing him having a good time, smiling, laughing, having a great time. That's awful. And then cutting back to... <laughs> Wow. It is, but that's how I visualize the song. That's what the song makes me think. That's oh. how I picture the song in my head. Okay. That's just kind of how I see it. I mean, Maya and Steve, do you guys have any creative ideas how you would do a music video for this? Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if it would make a real strong music video to begin with, but I, I can see where you guys are visualizing different things. And I also agree that having her separate or, you know, you can just see her in the corner looking out and seeing the mistletoe hanging there and just wishing that it was gone and everything else like that. Like her family kind of just doing Christmas things around her Mm -hmm. and her not being able to be a part of it because she's too sad. Right. So you guys both have similar visions to Diane's. I I could almost see it where... There's just... This song is so specific, there's really not a lot of directions to go with it, music video-wise. Okay. I I could see it kind of going to the the point that taylor is in black and white and very sad and everybody else is in color and very happy oh that could be interesting that would be a little that's a cool visual element steve i like that kind of like like wizard of oz it's a wonderful life kind of thing so like taylor herself would like like her skin would be like grayish and all of that right well i'm talking it would be in black and white so yeah okay yeah it, she would be in black and white in one frame, and then the family having a good festive time, all in color, and just happiness and Christmas colors everywhere in the other. Okay, so just wrapping up our discussion on, on the uh, song Christmas is When You Were Mine, Steve, on a scale of 1 to 13, where would you put this song? 13 being perfection, 1 being absolutely atrocious. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to go with... A four. A four? That's really low. I thought you said you liked it at the beginning. Remember? Well, I like it, but if I'm comparing it to a lot of other Taylor songs, it's not going to rate real high compared to a lot of other ones. Can you give a little more on that, Steve? I really want to know where you're coming from. I I wish it could have become a holiday classic. I wish it would have been a song that would have been something that I'd want to listen to all the time. Something that gets you in a festive mood, not so much such a somber mood. Okay. Maybe something more like Jingle Bells and all those kind of happy songs. I, I got you now, Steve. So, Maya, what do you think? 1 to 13. Um, I give it like, um, like an 8 an eight so not great but good that's kind of a solid score do you want to embellish it all i mean i've I've always liked it as a song um i thought it was good it was one like i enjoyed that it was on the album and that she'd written you know something of her own for the christmas album so i always liked it because of that um okay yeah so you're nicer than steve (laughs) 
<laughs> Diane, what do you think? One to thirteen. Um, I actually, I'm kind of on the same page as Maya. Like, huh? I want to say like a nine or a ten, a little bit higher than Maya. The highest score yet. Because I've, I've, I've listened to this song since it since it came out, so I feel like it kind of holds a, you know, like a like a little spot in my heart because I've always liked it so much. Um, but comparing it to her songs now, it definitely isn't up. It's it's just not on the same le- level as those songs lyric wise. But I mean, that doesn't mean that I don't like the song. I just like it for what it is and what it does. It's a good explanation. I like that. Like it for what it is. Now, if I'm going to go 1 to 13, I'm going to be a little bit nicer than Steve, but still pretty harsh nonetheless. I'm going to go with a 6. Okay. That's kind of just below 50% there. Mm -hmm. Like, reason being is because I have never actually liked this song. I never have. It's not a song I like, but it does something, though, that is very characteristic of Taylor, and that's the half of it that I do like, and that is the storytelling aspect of it, where it does get you to visualize exactly what is going on in the story. You can picture the story playing out in your head, and that's something very Taylor. So I think she did that just as well as Taylor of that era did, the younger Taylor, but it's still not a song that I actually enjoy listening to. So did that make sense? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that made sense. Um, Adam, I have a question. I might have an answer. It depends on what the question is, though. Have you listened to this song before today when we decided we were going to... Yes, I have listened to the song before today. <laughs> really? Yes, and I didn't like it. That's why I never listened to it t- uh, until like, today again. Okay, just checking. I'm trying I, to give me a hard time. I, I have a question. If Taylor What's would your put, question, Steve? If Taylor would put out a new holiday album now based on what she's done with Red and everything along those lines... Do you think she would have been able to create and craft a Christmas classic now compared to what she was able to do on that album? Steve, I think that's a tough question to say because I don't think anybody can create a Christmas classic at this point because what exactly makes a classic? Because you got, think about the classics. You got Jingle Bells. I don't know. Does Frosty the Snowman count? Yeah, that totally counts. Frosty the Snowman. Things like that that everybody knows and everyone grew up knowing regardless of what... uh, religious affiliation you belong to everybody is familiar with those songs but i can't think of a modern artist doing anything really classic and really iconic and really that's going to span the ages like that the only song that i can think of is um and sync no, holiday not- songs um mariah carey yes yeah mariah carey her. what about last christmas by wham Taylor even put that on the album, or Santa oh. Baby from Eartha Kitt. That, those ones. I'm tired of those songs now. But those People are Christmas classics. Cover those though. What did Mariah Carey do? Refresh my memory. Um, she did. Um, All I Want for Christmas is You. Wasn't that a cover though? Did she write that? No, that was hers. Really? I don't know yeah. if she personally wrote it, but it's her. Yeah, song. I don't think she wrote it, but. Okay, that probably is the only one in recent history then. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Steve, I'd say in that case, it's quite possible. I don't know exactly how she'd do it because it would be really difficult. But, I mean, I think if any artist currently on the radio right now could write a Christmas classic, it would be Taylor Swift. I agree. She should do it for next year. 
Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the circumstances of writing this album, why she did it exactly. It seemed to have been some sort of partnership with Target. Maybe she just has no interest in it doing another one. Well, I mean, she's kind of already done it. Like, why would she do the same thing twice? Right. To make it all original. Yeah, but she can do that with her own CD. She doesn't have to go back to Christmas. That's true. You know, I also, now that I I thought about it, it just occurred to me that we know very well that Taylor writes about how she's feeling about strong emotions, and maybe there's nothing happening at Christmas time that she has that strong emotion about that she would write a song. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I think this uh, conversation is running long. So why don't we start to uh, wrap up the episode? Whoa, ho, ho, Adam. We have one more thing. If uh, you don't mind interjecting, my elves and I wanted to share some holiday baking ideas for your Taylor Talk listeners to walk away with and maybe make some baking things. They're so yummy. Twinkle, would you like to share your favorite holiday recipe? Well, one of my favorite holiday recipes is there are pumpkin cookies. Um, they're oh. really yummy. They are kind of like ha- they they have like this really soft cake texture to them. Um, and you can also put cream cheese frosting, or you can also add chocolate chips to the mix. Oh, very yummy. Those sound very yummy. Thank you for sharing, Twinkle. Hermie, I believe you had a recipe you wanted to share. Oh, there's another good recipe out there. Uh, great for the season because it is mint chocolate chip cookies. Oh. That sounds yummy. They're very good. That sounds like something Taylor made for Bobby Bones. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> well, Santa, uh, thank you and your elves for sharing those. Why don't we... Uh, you know, help you guys out, and we're gonna put up your recipe, Santa. If you could send those over to me, Santa and your elf, send those over to me, and we're gonna put them up at taylortalk.org/episode110, so that way our listeners can actually find the recipe and make those at home because those sound really good, and I believe both of those are recipes that Taylor herself has made in the past. So, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. I bet Diane's gonna make some now. Um. Yeah. I mean, why not? <laughs> I figured you would, Adam. You're the cook. I don't know. Diane's baking now. She's trying to catch up to me. No. (laughs) All right. So now we'll uh, wrap it up for real, guys. This has been a lot of fun, this special holiday episode with you guys. I'm glad Santa and the elves could join us. Thank you, Santa. Oh, you're welcome, Adam. Elves. Thanks for having us on the show, Adam. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome, guys. Uh, I think we all loved having you here. It's been a great, fun episode. But for now, for episode 110 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, this has been Adam, Maya, Diane, and Steve, and Santa, and Holly, and Twinkle, and Hermie. Saying have a great day, guys. We will see you all next week for episode 111. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Happy holidays. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.